You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Father, we bless you this morning. As we go into your word, I ask, I ask for utterance. Holy Spirit, you know, without you, I'm nothing. I don't know anything. I depend on you. Speak through these lips of clay. Let there be transformation. Confirm your word with signs following. Let the power of your word be unleashed. Let your word multiply. Let the supernatural be birthed through your word. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Welcome to church, somebody. Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, you are welcome to church. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. We're breaking molds, every mold of limitation over your life needs to be shattered. Do you believe that? Are you trusting for that? Do you desire that? This year you are going to break limits. Did you hear me? I said, you are going to break limits this year. Yeah. Your best days are not behind you. They are ahead of you. Days of glory. Days of power. Days of honor. Hallelujah. Days of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah going to break, break the limits. Turn to, say, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am breaking limits. I'm breaking molds of limitation. Hallelujah. Yes. Every mold of limitation over my life is being broken. It's being shattered. Hallelujah. My goodness, 
restrictions. In case you don't know, the enemy is hard at work because he knows his days are few. His time is short. He's doing all he can. But guess what? We are getting ready <laughs> for the greatest showdown. Hallelujah. My goodness. Sometimes when people hear about the enemy, they get scared. Me, I get excited. Glory to God because of what we have. What we have in Christ. What Jesus has done. There is no power that can come close. Yeah. No power that can come close. I'm looking forward to some serious confrontations with contrary powers. Hallelujah. Open show. Open humiliation. Hallelujah. We're going to do that. It's coming. My, oh my. So tell someone, the fun is about to begin. (laughs) Amen. It's about to begin. Some people think Christianity is boring. It depends on what side of Christianity you are. But on this side, the kingdom side, oh my goodness. It's fireworks. Amen. Amen. So we're going to see it. Yeah. He says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let me see how many people love the Lord here. Okay. So if you love him, that means this scripture Applies to you. It applies to you. So it doesn't matter. Last week we were saying that it doesn't matter how prophetic anyone is, they have not seen what God has for you. Sometimes God can give someone a glimpse. Even for you, sometimes, some of you, maybe God has shown you certain things. Those are just little, little bits of what God has in mind. As a matter of fact, if God showed you everything, you would probably freak out. Yeah. Some of you will go and look for where to hide because it will be too overwhelming. So you know what God does? He shows a little bit. He shows you what you can handle. He, shows, he, he, he releases what you can handle, but it doesn't mean that that's all he has. Doesn't mean that that's all he has. It might look bleak right now. That does not mean that that is your destiny. Doesn't mean that that is what God has in mind for you. Do you understand me? Yeah. So God has much more. And as a matter of fact, in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says that I know. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Hallelujah thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope 
Come on. Yes. So even if, you, if it appears hopeless, it is not. It's, it's just that it appears that way. But how many people know that there are some things that appear in a particular way that when you get close, you realize that, no, this is not what I thought. Hallelujah. Haven't you been walking and then you see someone somewhere and you thought it's another person and you walk to the person and you want to talk to the person, then you realize, oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was someone else. Have you experienced that before? Always, okay. Some people always, <laughs> they know too many people. <laughs> Hallelujah. It has happened to me many times. So, the way it appears does not mean that that is what it is. So, it might appear hopeless. It does not mean that it is hopeless. Doesn't mean it's hopeless. So, don't be too quick to attach yourself to what appears. Don't be quick to do that. That's how the enemy gets you. He will create a mirage and then you, 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 you see it and you think it's reality. And then you get depressed because of the mirage that he's showing you. Meanwhile, the real stuff is yet to be revealed. Amen. <laughs> you see? Amen. Yeah. So I has not seen yeah. So if you can't see it now, it does not mean you will never see it. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. So it might not appear yet, but because God has spoken, hold on to what God has spoken. Hold on to what God has spoken because what God has spoken will surely come to pass. God will arrange the fulfillment. He will. He is faithful. He is faithful. He has never failed. And he will not start failing with your case. Your case will not be the first the first um, first experience of failure. Yes. No. Yes. He's never failed. He doesn't know anything like that. Yes, never, never. No record. Oh. Can you beat that? Yes. Never. Even when it appears as though he's losing, just give it time. Then you now see that he has won. You see it over and over again. Look at what he did to Jesus. That was the ultimate mistake he made. Yeah. The Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man. Amen. Think about that. Foolishness is wiser than man. It's not that God is foolish, but even when it appears as though he is, it, that, that appearance of foolishness it's not foolishness. Amen. It's wiser than men. So sometimes you think that God has missed it in your life. You think that God has made some mistakes in your life. 
Have you been tempted to think like that? Yeah, yeah I mean, we all have. Or maybe you, okay, not at all. Maybe. You know. There are sometimes I felt, no, Lord, you know, not like this. I think, you know, it would be better this way. And then at the end of the day, I now realize the wisdom of God. So I trust in the wisdom of God. I trust in the wisdom of God. All right. So if you're going to break, if, you go, if you're going to break that mold, what society has placed upon you, what your experiences have placed upon you, because your experiences create molds as well. Your experiences. Yeah. And the enemy works over time to try to limit you. To tell you, to lie to you. He lies so much. He lies so much that you hear it so much that you start believing it. Somebody once said, tell a lie long enough and people will believe it. Don't we see it playing out today in our generation? I mean, people can see that you can see that it's a lie and they keep saying it. And they keep saying it and they keep saying it. They keep saying it, looking at you straight in the face and saying this thing. And then after some time, it starts making, it, it, it starts to, it's like, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> That's how he operates. That's how he operates. So one of the, one of the keys, we, we talked about loving God as a, as, as a key to, I mean, the ultimate key, really, to breaking limits. Breaking molds, whatever mold, whatever it is you you found yourself in, okay, loving God, it's 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 incredible. Why? Because love makes you undefeatable. Amen. Yeah, it makes you undefeatable. If 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 you look at First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse eight, he says, "Love never fails." Love never fails. Say what? Love? Yeah. It never fails. It never fails. It will never. It has never and it will never. It will never. So when you, when you master that, when you master love, you master loving God, and then master loving your neighbor, Amen. it opens you up yes, to so many blessings. Amen. It opens you up to <laughs> much more than you can imagine. Amen. Because imagine, Think about it this way. Look at it this way. Right? You want to go heal the sick, raise the dead, and you don't love them. Power will not flow. It won't flow. Because if you are if you're trying to do it to prove a point, if you are trying to do, do it to establish yourself, 
You've missed the plot. And the scripture says, faith works by love. Faith works by love. So, if there's no love, your faith is important. And if there's no faith, you can't walk with God. If there's no faith, you can't please God. (laughs) Can you see? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you see that this love thing is so serious. Come on, turn to to your neighbor and say, this love business is, is serious business. Yeah. Love business is serious business. I'm telling you, you need to learn to love people. Genuinely. Not because of what you can get from them. But because of what you can do for them. When you start living like that, it begins to condition you to break certain boundaries. To break certain limits. To access resources you've never accessed before. To access power that you've not walked in before. It's love. Love is the key. It's actually a master key. So you want, you, you, you want to be fruitful, but you don't have love. Where, where will the fruit come from? You see? And God has called us to be fruitful, isn't it? He has called us to be fruitful. You want to multiply your connect group. You need love. Amen. <laughs> you need to grow your business. You need love. Amen. Because you need to love people. Amen. If you are nasty, people will run away from you. You will repel people. Haven't you, haven't you seen people like that? Arrogant people who don't care about others just because they have a little change here and there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, because you were given a little elevation. Now, your nose can't. (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy. You see, you don't love people. You're trying to, you're, you're, you're trying to crush everybody because you now have a position. Yeah. And you don't know that, that that's a limit. You are, you're putting a ceiling over yourself. Learn to love people. It will help you. It will do you good. Even the corporate, they are beginning to discover that love is powerful. I begin to discover that. The power of love. I'm telling you. You need to love your customer. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so when we talk about love, the mistake people make is that they think romance. That's the problem. That's the problem with you. Stop thinking like that. <laughs> this is all what we're talking about. Yeah. Genuinely care for people. When you start applying that in your business, you'll see the difference. Hmm? Yeah. If you have a business that has to do with people, start loving them. You'll see the limits you will break. you see the limits you break. It's so basic. It's so simple. And yet, in plain sight, 
You see? So when you see a business that treats people with dignity, treats people, even when they're nasty, they, they, they treat them well. Those, that's a business that is going somewhere. Yeah, it's a business that is going somewhere. And I'm sure many of you can confirm what I'm saying. Yeah. Or you have a practice, whatever it is, whether it's medical, legal, whatever practice you have. Love people. It will break, it will break limits. <laughs> it will break limits. People will go, on, go past every other practice to come to you. Because when they sit in front of you, they feel love. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah. But if all you want is money, you don't want to take from them, they will smell it. Yeah, they'll smell it. And after some time, you see them once or twice, then you won't see them again. And you wonder why you are repelling people. It's lack of love. Love is attractive. You see? So you want to grow your business, learn to love people. So once you love God, then you start loving people. I want to grow as a church. We need to start loving people more. Amen. Let it be real. My goodness. You want to grow your, 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 your team. Start loving them genuinely. If you, don't, if, you don't, if you struggle to love someone, because I know some people are not easily lovable. Yeah, of course, it's, it's real. So some people, you love them by faith. Yeah, you love some people by faith. So they, 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 they are just, they're not the easy people. Okay, so what do you do? Pray for the person. Start praying for them. Start praying for them. Consistently praying for them. What happens is that as you start praying for them, you find that your heart starts opening. Start seeing things that you didn't see before because you're praying for them. You have a practice. Start praying for your clients. You'll see. Start praying for them. Don't just pray for their money. Pray for their well-being. Pray for their well-being. And I'm telling you, it will start, it will, it, it will start working wonders. Yes. You want to see miracles in your business? Apply this thing. Okay? I give you like six months. Do it for six months. Come back and tell the story. You'll see. Hmm? You're in HR and you don't love people. What's wrong with you? Hmm? What's wrong with you? Start loving people. Yeah. These simple things are the things that you are casting demon. Meanwhile, you are the demon. Okay, no. Forgive me. You're not the demon. <laughs> yeah, you're not the demon, okay? You're made in God's image. You, you, have, the, you have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Hallelujah. You can love your enemies. Amen. <laughs> but I'm just saying, 
that sometimes what we are saying, the devil, hmm? we must not be devil ourselves. It would help us. Okay? So where I'm not a people person, that's okay. But love them. It's okay. And not everybody has to be your best friend. It, um, that's all. That's, you try that, you, you, you know, you complicate your life. Just love them. Some people, it's best to love from a distance. Okay? God loved man from a distance. Until he finished the plan, then he could now, we could now, you know, join with man again. Yeah. So, somebody needed that for his business. So, uh, that has just broken a mold over somebody's business. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. One of the ways that God breaks molds in our lives, you see, the, the problem with many Christians is that we pray, and this is a praying church. We pray, we love to pray, we enjoy praying. How many people love to pray? Come on, you see. Oh, okay. There are not as many as I thought. <laughs> yeah, we love to pray. And, and I'm for it, 100%. In fact, I think we're not praying enough. Left to me, we should be praying like every day for many hours every day. But not a problem. Okay? But my point is this. We pray for God to do things. All right? We pray for God to do things for us. But we don't pray for God to show us our side. Okay? Our part in making the miracle happen. So when we pray, we pray, so God, you do this for me. How about God do this for me? But show me how to open myself up for you to do it through me. Whatever you want to do through me, come on, show me. You see. So, when he says, I has not seen, that means sight is important. Sight is critical. If you are going to break every limitation, and I know every single one of us has certain limitations around us, if you are going to break those limitations, there are things you need to see. There are things you need to see that you do not see right now. Okay? Say, Lord, give me sight. Open my eyes to see the, the things I ought to see that I cannot see right now. Amen. Yeah. So sight gives you a lot of abilities. When you can see, there's what it does to you. 
Okay? For example, sight will give you the ability to endure. Are you following me? Yeah, something might be terrible now, but if I can see beyond now, I have the ability, the sight gives me the ability to endure what I'm going through. The reason people give up is lack of sight. Okay? The reason people become suicidal is lack of sight. Yeah, I know because I've been there before. It's lack of sight. When you cannot see beyond your current experience, when you cannot see beyond your current uh, situation, your current circumstances, you cannot see beyond that, then you give up. So if you are tempted to give up, it's because you lack sight. It's because you lack sight. There's no other explanation. It's quite simple. You, you lack sight. And sometimes, even when I pray for people, people who are at a critical situation, right? People, for example, I give the example of people who are sick. They're critically ill. People that are critically ill and I'm trying to minister to them, pray for them. Now, there is a place that somebody can get to. That they are so sick that they just want to die. They just want to die. Why? Because they can't see beyond their pain. Okay? One of my relatives was going through some challenges. So many challenges. And then guess what? Started fasting and praying for God to take him home. So when I heard about it, we ought to talk to him, talk to him. And guess what? I began to create sight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So the Word of God gives sight. Amen. You know, it says the entrance of the Word brings what? Light. Okay? Sight is a product of light. Amen. Isn't, is, is, is that not so? Huh? So, so what, do, what, what do you do when you see someone in a helpless situation? Get the word to help the person. Use the word to help the person to start seeing. Yes. Amen. Give them sight. Let them start seeing beyond that situation. Let them start seeing beyond their pain. So I began to give him sight. Scripture upon scripture, upon scripture, upon scripture, upon scripture. Read this. Okay, how do you see this? How, how do you understand this? Read this. How do you understand this? Read this. How do you understand this? Read this. How do you understand it? Then explain. Then explain. And guess what? Sight, sight started coming. Amen. Sight started coming. And when I spoke to him yesterday, he says, Wow, my life is much better. Hallelujah. That's the power of sight. Amen. That's the power of sight. So when you go to minister to people, don't just, it's not just every time you just keep up, 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 up. Sometimes assess the situation. 
If there is no sight, create sight. Okay? Let them have hope again. Glory to God. What is hope? Hope is, a, is, hope is sight. Hope is sight. It's confident expectation. All right? So when somebody has hope, it's because he can see. Jesus is our blessed hope. We're looking forward to his coming. That's what the Bible calls a blessed hope. It's, there's a sight we can see in our hearts. There's a day he's coming for his bride. Come on. So we're looking forward to that. That gives us, that has given me sight. And the, the Bible says, he that has this hope in himself purifies himself. Just as he is pure. So because I see that he is coming one day, I ensure that I'm constantly keeping myself pure as a bride waiting for the groom. You see? So sight is powerful. Sight is powerful. It gives you the ability to endure. It gives you motivation to go beyond, to put in more effort. When there is no sight, People don't fight. People fight because they can see. They can see something to fight for. There's something worth fighting for. So this my relative has got a new zest for life now. And guess what? The condition is changing. Hallelujah. Remember what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Is that what it says, Hebrews 11? 1? Yeah. So faith cannot work without hope. So it needs hope. There is some sight. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's the assurance. You are assured that things will turn out. Even though they look like this now, I am not stuck in the now. Hallelujah. I'm not stuck in this building. Hallelujah. I'm looking at every household in Midrand. The sight. I'm looking at from Midrand to the ends of the world. Ends of the earth. There is sight. So, I can't be trapped by my current situation. Come on, turn to someone. Say, neighbor, I beg you. Don't allow your current situation to trap you. You're better than that. Amen. So you need to see something. Sight is powerful. It's powerful, I'm telling you. One of the best things that can happen to you is for your eyes to be open. Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews 12.2. In Hebrews 12.2 it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured. Hallelujah. He endured the cross. What was it that made him to endure the cross? The ridicule, the pain, the persecution. What made him to endure? Sight. You see, he saw the joy set before him. He saw you and I, hallelujah. He saw us all and because he saw us all, he endured the cross. 
He said, hit the nail. Because he saw beyond the cross. The enemy plays games with us. He wants you to be trapped in your situation. He wants you to be trapped in your current circumstances. He wants you to be, to be shaped by your experience. But you can break that. You need sight. You need sight. You need to see a better tomorrow for your family. You need to see a better tomorrow, hallelujah, for yourself. You need to see a better tomorrow for your work. You need to see a better tomorrow for your business. Don't be trapped in the current economic situation. Yes. Yes. Don't. Yes, Lord. Start seeing. Yes. You need sight. Yes, Lord. Sight is powerful. Sight breaks molds. Yes. Yes. It breaks limitations. You know why man can fly today? Because the Wright brothers had sight. Yes. They had sight. That's why. Amen. Now we have jets. Jumbo jets. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Air buses. Yeah. You know, we have, we have fast jets, powerful jets, Amen. Gulf streams. Amen. Going all over the place, flying. Yes. Hmm? All kinds of jets filling our skies because two brothers had sight. Amen. Tell someone, say, sight is powerful. It's powerful. Come on. What do you see? What do you see? Are you seeing your empty bank account? Or are you seeing the abundance? Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm not looking at my account. Hallelujah. I'm looking on the inside. Amen. You know, many times I've been defrauded. I've been, you know, people have taken advantage of me, done all kinds of things. Do you know one of the things that keeps me going? I see more than they took. I see more than they took. So I say to myself, I'm worth more. Come on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if somebody comes and takes 20 million from you. If you lose 20 million, that means what is inside you is more than 20 million. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. So, and also, you need to also understand that the 20 million is not enough to make them who they are supposed to be. Anybody that steals, I'm sorry for him. Why? Because whatever you can steal is not enough to make you who you should be. That's why corruption is folly. You are more than your bank account. Amen. Hallelujah. Hello. Thank you, Lord. Uh, uh, well, unless you can't see it, but I can see that. Yeah. Why? Because what is this? You have the ability to bring out yes. 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 things that 
<laughs> oh my, yeah. I don't want to dwell there much. But let me tell you, there's wealth in you. There's treasure in you. This earthen vessel has treasure. This earthen vessel has treasure. There's treasure in you. Don't allow anybody to convince you otherwise. Even your situation should not lie to you. Yeah. Tell that situation, I'm, I'm experiencing this now, but this is not my reality. I have a higher reality. Come on. Yes, tell yourself that. Sight is powerful. So if you cannot see, get into the Word of God. So the place of prayer, prayer, let prayer help you to see. Okay, let prayer help you to have sight. Yeah. Start seeing what God is showing. Not what the enemy is showing. Okay? What God is showing is more powerful. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't receive certain prophetic words. Some people come to me and they say, wow, wow, wow. Let me tell you, if you have not seen already, now I'm not despising prophecies. Don't even think that way. I believe in that. It's, those, it's, it's a powerful ministry in the body of Christ. But there are just some people. They just see, they just see gloom, doom and gloom. Oh yeah, we talked about that last week. So what is happening is that the enemy wants to give you different sight. So he wants to give you dreams that will derail you. Do you understand? But if you have not seen what God is showing, you can receive what the enemy is showing. Easily. So that's why you need to prioritize sight. In, from the Word of God, as you read it, let, let the Word begin to paint a picture. Let the Word of God give you light. Let it give you sight. Okay? If you're, if you're going through a situation, your health is a challenge, go into the Word of God until you start having sight concerning your health. Are you getting my point? So when you start seeing that, you break that mold of affliction easily by sight. So sight is powerful. Say sight is powerful. That's right. When God called Abraham, this guy, I mean, God wanted, God told him, I'm going to bless you, I'll make you a great nation and all of that. And God said, I'm going to make you great. And he says, and all these things God is saying, Abraham's situation, his circumstances was different. Are you following me? Yeah. His circumstances, he, I mean, this guy, God is calling him father of multitudes, and this guy can't even, you know, he doesn't even have a child. 
So, because of too much meditation on the situation, Sarah came up with temporary, with, with pseudo-sight. Okay? Sarah came up with pseudo-sight. And what she could see is that this promise that God is making, this is how it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to require the help of Hagar, the, the African lady. You know, because Africans are always very fruitful. So, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so she, she, she tells, she tells uh, Abraham, look, you know, I'm a bit like this, but you know, we know these Africans, they, you know, they always know how to multiply. So, um, I think that this is how God wants to fulfill it. And Abraham embraced the wrong side. Instead of holding to the sight that God gave him through the word that he spoke. You see, so you, you need to be careful what you are watching. Amen. Be careful what you behold. Because you become what you behold. That's just it. So God had to do some work on Abraham. God had to work on Abraham to correct that wrong sight that he has beheld over time and he has materialized the wrong thing. Now God needs to work with his friend, Abraham. <laughs> oh my. Until um, God now tells Abraham something. Look at in, in chapter, chapter Genesis 15, verse Genesis 15, verse 5. We'll, we'll, we'll see how God gave Abraham sight. Okay? Although God had given him this before he now received the wrong sight. This man. God bless him. <laughs> verse 5. Look at Genesis 15 verse 5. It says, Then he, he brought him outside. God brought Abraham outside. Alright? And he says, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Why did God do that? God knew the power of sight. Yes. Amen. He knew the power of sight. Amen. So this guy, he's been, he's been meditating too much on his lack. Instead of meditating on the abundance that God has destined for him. So sometimes what happens is that we meditate too much on our situation. So that robs us of the ability to see. So you need to lift up your eyes. Come on. Somebody say lift up your eyes. Yes. You need to lift up your eyes above your current circumstance. Lift up your eyes above your current situation. Because God is about to give you sight. God is giving you sight. So he tells Abraham, look toward heaven. Not down. Not, not, don't look at your body. Come on, Abraham. Stop looking at your body. Stop looking at Hagar's body. Look up. Look up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And so God says uh, to him, he says, count this task if you are able. Try to count. And I'm very sure Abraham started counting. And why did God use stars? Do you know that in Abraham's background, okay, they used to be idolaters. And they used to, um, they used to practice, um, what's that word? The people that, astrology. So, they, they, he used to, they, they used to worship the stars. They used to worship, you know, the, 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 they, they would look at the stars and they used the stars to, to, um, to predict and all of that. So God says, okay, let's, let me use this to look at the stars. Okay. You, since from your childhood, you know about stars, start counting. If you are able to, count. How many stars are in the sky now? Count. Ah! You look as far as his eyes can see. God says that's how your descendants will be. What's God doing? He's giving him sight. What is God doing? The sight that will break the mold that his circumstance has placed around his mind. God is breaking that by giving him sight. You see? It's powerful. So every night when get Abraham, you know they were in the desert. So every time he looks up and he sees stars, it registers. So shall your descendants be. You see? You see how God works? That's how God works. So shall your descendants be. And then later on, God tells him that the sand on the seashore, he said that's how his descendants will be. Same, same. What is God doing? He's giving him sight. Somebody say sight. Yeah. So when you go go to chapter 22, you see there what God told him. Is it so? As the sand on the seashore, that's how your descendants will be. God is giving him sight. May God give you sight. May God give you sight. Don't be trapped. I break every trap, every mold. Everything that the enemy has painted in your heart that limits you, that limits your ability to rise, that limits your ability to be fruitful, that limits your ability to be productive, that limits your ability to grow. I command it to be broken in the name of Jesus. Everything that limits your ability to double is broken off your life right now. I declare double over your life. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Receive sight. Begin to see. Begin to see the picture that God has for you. Begin to see clearly. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Whatever you can do to create sight, do it. Okay? Do it. There are many ways I create sight. Write it down sometimes. Sometimes you write it down. Put it somewhere that you see every day. Hallelujah. Keep declaring it every day. If If you have a picture of it, put it before you. Every day you see it. 
Just declare, I'm coming. Hallelujah. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Continue to declare it. Whatever it is, be creative about this thing. Because God has given you creativity. Use it. Use it to get out of where you are. Hallelujah. Stop using your creativity wrongly. Use your creativity. The gift of creativity that he has given to you. Because you are made in your father's image. According to his likeness. You have that same ability. Use it to paint a better tomorrow. Use it to paint a better future. Hallelujah. Put the right picture before you. Stop feeding on the wrong things. Our time is gone. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Bless you this morning. Thank you for sight. Thank you for the gift of sight. I declare, my Lord, sight. Show your people how to get out of where they are to where they ought to be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every wrong image that they have received, every wrong picture, that has been imprinted on their hearts, on the tablets of their hearts, I ask to be wiped out right now in the name of Jesus. Let them behold your word. Let them behold your precious promises. Let them behold, oh Father God, that which you are revealing in the name of Jesus. Get out of hopelessness. I banish hopelessness. Thank you, Father. They will see clearly. See clearly. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you are here, you, are give, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. If you raise your hand, anybody, raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Okay, I see that hand there. Is there any other person? Any other person? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Anybody? Raise it high enough. Oh, yes. Glory to Jesus. Okay. All right. And those watching online as well, you want to give your life to Jesus, I just want you to pray this after me. And those raising your hand, also pray this. Let's pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Wash away my sin. Forgive me. Right now, I receive you into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you now into my heart. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for this ones and I declare your kingdom over them. Lord, let the reality of the new creation dawn upon them. Manifest your kingdom, your power, your glory in and through their lives. Let them know you personally in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. 
For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.